What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In a world instilled with fear, human beings now believe that the human body is inherently flawed. Many believe that it can't fight off things like viruses, anxiety, excess weight, joint pain, and many other issues that plague the modern day world. I will be sitting down with others from all different aspects of life where we'll talk about their journey, experience, and knowledge so that you can see how much taking control of your health and fitness can change your entire life. It is also my goal to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind-muscle experience. And today, my friends, we have a good one. Uh, I don't know where this one would land on this mind-muscle experience spectrum that I've mentally created that now... I started recording this episode and I was like, wait, if I actually record, if I actually made a spectrum and then one day, I'm just putting it out there. I'm speaking this into existence because it's going to be a thing one day. And then when I start getting more serious about posting these on YouTube or whichever video platform is next, in the beginning of the episodes, it could have like the mind muscle experience spectrum and it'll tell you where it's at on there. The problem is I don't know where an episode like this would lie just yet because today we're going to be talking about vitamin D. Um, I was so, uh, I feel like it, this could just be, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this up. Most people, it seems like, understand vitamin D is important, but they don't realize just how much. I will admit I'm one of these people. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I do not know. I started supplementing with vitamin D when I went vegan because everyone's like, oh, it's so important. Because I'm pretty sure there's only a handful of foods we get it from um, in the animal kingdom, like if you if you consider that food. So like I think eggs, um, some certain fish, where what else is there fuck i wrote this down oh they they fortify like milks with it uh dairy and um uh plant-based milk alike cereals they fortify with it as well so you know i guess i technically get it through the fortification of the milks and stuff like that but um so i started supplementing it when i went vegan because they were like oh you need it um not realizing just how powerful it really really is so we're going to be talking about vitamin D and the issue to backtrack here. Sorry, I'm a little over all over this very moment is I don't know where this episode would fall on the the spectrum. It would probably between the mind it would between mind and muscle, it would probably be somewhere in the middle because well, you'll hear today when we talk about the importance of vitamin D. Um I I really got intrigued by it when I heard Joe Rogan's podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and I will reference that a little bit. And there's a clip from the episode I found on YouTube um, that I I really uh, encourage you guys to check out. Wow, is this woman smart? And she's like, it, it got me excited because she got super nerdy about vitamin D, and that shit pumps me up. I love when people get like excited about the human body because it's cool as fuck so yeah i don't know where exactly this would lie on the spectrum i guess somewhere smack dab in the middle of mind muscle um but it's going to be a good one guys so stay tuned 
you already know we got the national anthem and uh drink yo motherfucking water So, like I said, topic of the day, vitamin D. What is it? What does it help with? Here are some of the questions we're going to answer. What does it help with? Where do we get it? Why is it important? Uh, like, people are deficient in this? And what? Like, what's the recommended or tolerable intake? And, what, like, why even talk about this in the first place? We're going to get into all that. So, to, answer, to talk about the deficiencies and stuff like that, it's from – my research, and again, every, everything I found will be linked in the show notes if anybody is, is curious about reading more into this themselves. 42% um, of the U.S. population is deficient, and then 70% of the U.S. population has insufficient levels, which is crazy. So like 42% of the U.S. population is deficient, meaning they don't have enough um, they don't, I, actually, I would say that it probably means, cause I probably should have defined this a bit better. Um, they don't have enough for optimal function and then, or, or even good function or even average function now that I'm thinking about this. And then 70% has insufficient levels. So it's like they have some, but it's not adequate. It's not, a, it's not, not, not a good look for you type of thing. That that's the way I interpret it. I probably should have broke that one down a little bit more. But 42% deficient, 70% insufficient. So why, I, I'm gonna, this is, sorry, again, a little all over today. I wanted to bring vitamin D up because when I listened to the original podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, she brought it up in correlation to COVID because the, I, this was almost a year ago that he had her on. I, think, I wanna say it was like April or May of last year. So while I was doing the research, and I really didn't want to talk about COVID when I came to this. I really want to figure out everything else that vitamin D is important. But while I was doing research, I came across this article um, that, again, link will be in the show notes, uh, which was fascinating. So this is from healthline.com where they're talking about a study that came, this is from like November, a study that came out that showed, um, that looked at 216 people with COVID-19, found that 80% of them didn't have adequate levels of vitamin D in their blood. The study also found that people who had COVID-19 and lower vitamin D levels also had a higher number of inflammatory markers such as ferritin and D-dimer, uh, <clears throat> which have been linked to poor COVID outcomes. Just something to take some mental notes of, guys. 
Uh, a different study found that COVID-19 patients who had adequate vitamin D levels had a 51.5% lower risk of dying from the disease and a significant reduced risk for complications. Medical experts theorize that maintaining adequate vitamin D levels may help lower risk of aid or, or, I'm sorry, or aid recovery from severe COVID-19 for some people, though more testing is needed. So not a fix, not anything really, but 80% of these this 216 people with COVID-19 didn't have adequate levels of vitamin D. Why the fuck is nobody talking about this? Has anybody heard about this? Seriously, this article is from October, and I'm just reading about it. I just read about and it's fact checked. Look at that. We're good to go. What? Why why isn't anybody talking about this? This is where my frustration with COVID-19 has come from. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Link will be in the show notes. I highly check you, um, encourage you guys to check it out. So what is vitamin D exactly? Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, and a fat-soluble vitamin basically means it requires that requires dietary fat for absorption. It can be toxic. Uh, fat-soluble vitamins can be toxic to our body if we overtake them because they store in our fat cells and liver. Um, there are technically five types of vitamin D, but vitamin D3 is the one that our body synthesizes, and then vitamin D2 is what plants synthesize, which are the two more common ones you'll see because like mushrooms have a good amount of vitamin D2. Okay, so... The cool, the cool thing about vitamin D is when I was listening to the, the Joe Rogan episode with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and I've since heard other people on other podcasts talk about the same thing, read about it, is vitamin D actually converts into a fucking hormone. And I'm going to discuss the differences there. Uh, and, and this is why I really, really decided to do this episode on just it's like one vitamin. What's the point? I probably could have covered all the fat-soluble vitamins and gotten you guys more information, but this one just seemed so important um, for our overall health. Just like one vitamin, it's crazy. So where do we get it? Like I said in the beginning, um, we get it from sun exposure, so time out in the sun, which not many of us do anymore. I'm guilty of this. Kind of want to move to a warm weather area now. Um, food and supplements. Uh, vitamin, like I said, vitamin D3 is the biological active form of vitamin D in our bodies. Um, so you want to make sure that's the one you're looking for if you are supplementing. We get it from plant-based milks and dairy milk that are fortified with vitamin D. Fish, um, I think cod liver or something like that has it. Mushrooms, but again, that's D2. That's the plant form. Cereals are fortified with it. And I've, I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on this one. Not an expert here. Uh, eggs have a good amount of vitamin D in them, but I think it's the yolks and like a lot of people go back and forth with that shit, and I really just don't care. So why are we even talking about vitamin D in the first place? Like I said, Dr. Rhonda Patrick said that it converts into a fucking hormone. I was like, wait, this blew my mind. So let's talk about what's the difference between a hormone and a vitamin. Well, hormones are organic substances. They are that they function and regulate physiological activities. They maintain homeostasis, uh, basically like equilibrium. I think that's the, I like that. Look at me go. They, may, they, they maintain balance within our life. They balance living matter. That is what homeostasis is. I'm sorry. Homeostasis is the balance of living matter. Um, and hormones are produced in the body and they have specific impacts on growth. Whereas vitamins are substances required in small amounts for nutrition and they activate 
or they are active in metabolic responses. And most of these are synthesized in plants and they have no impact on growth. So there is a, a difference between the two. Hormones are produced in the body, vitamins, not so much. Some are, I think, wait, hold on. Now, now I'm trying to think about this. Actually, I don't think any are. I do not think any are. It's just the way they're processed in the body. Like, like I said, fat-soluble vitamins are uh, stored in the body. Water-soluble vitamins are not. So what what does it do and and its importance like why what does vitamin d even do what's some important benefits of it so now we're going to get into like how it really really can benefit you so the first one and this one is important for the like this is why i said this episode is going to be like teeter tottering between mind and muscle it promotes calcium absorption now you know our entire lives drink milk drink milk calcium blah blah strong bones blah blah right well without Vitamin D, we can't form that hormone we were talking about, calcitrol, which is the active vitamin D3 form. It, without this hormone, it leads to a lack of calcium absorption. And then the body then takes calcium from storage in the skeleton to maintain proper bone structure. So think about that. If we don't get adequate vitamin D levels, our body cannot convert the 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 sun exposure the food whatever the, the supplement whatever we're getting it from it can convert it into that hormone calcitrol which then turn and which which then leads to the lack of absorption of the calcium so you could be drinking all the dairy milk till you're blue in the face because it's apparently it has all the calcium you could ever need right but if you're not getting vitamin d levels your body's not going to absorb that calcium so then what does it do it pulls it out of your skeleton and then what does this lead to? Well, I can't say this definitively because who the fuck am I? Well, I'll actually tell you who I am. I am Tyler Egan, the first and only, I think. But what this may mean, because when I looked it up, it is a possible precursor to is osteoporosis, which is low calcium levels. So it's a factor that could lead to that. Look, I'm not saying that there it's the thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying if you know someone with osteoporosis, if it runs in your family, something to that effect, look at your vitamin D levels. Ask your doctor about vitamin D. Hmm, something to think about. So why is all that important? Well, calcium is vital for muscle contractions. Boom, here we go, tying into the muscles. So the lack of vitamin D may lead to issues with getting fucking swole. It may it may it may hinder your workouts. You may feel weaker. You may not actually get stronger because calcium is vital for muscle contractions. And if we don't have vitamin D levels, we know that we won't be able to absorb the calcium, which then we won't be able to contract muscles properly. So you see how it all ties in? So it's important. Vitamin D is important to getting swole, especially for older people because it can lead to stronger muscles. Because guys, let's look... Again, I think everybody understands what I'm about if you've been listening to this podcast. If you haven't been, I'll let you know. My One of my biggest things is I want to live to be 200 years old. I already, I just, I just, decided in this moment I'm going to increase it to 200. It started at about 125. We went up to 150, went up to 175. Now we're at 200. I don't think that one's going to happen, but I'm going to try like fucking hell. But as we get old, our bodies do deteriorate. They do get weaker. But we can balance that equation. It's not like we are doomed to just become this old, shriveled, 
little i don't even know particle of of human <laughs> i don't know how to phrase it um it, we're not doomed to this if we can maintain health we can maintain proper bone bone structure uh, bone density <clears throat> muscle mass to some degree to, to to fit our our age then then we can last a lot longer because a lot of older people do fall they they hold on i actually did where is it one in four Americans, 65 and older, fall per year, according to the CDC. So think about it. If we can get the older population to maintain stronger muscles, stronger bones, they have adequate vitamin D levels, which allows their body to absorb the calcium, which allows them to contract muscles, which allows them to, to maintain stronger muscles, maintain stronger bone density, things to that effect, maybe there won't be as many falls. I mean, one in four, that like 25%, that's, that's a good chunk. I, I don't know the actual population of 65 and older but i mean look if you have grandparents parents people of that age range do you want them to fall and get hurt i know i don't okay so next up because i just tied in the muscles let's talk about it a little bit more the adequate vitamin d levels have a very positive effect on muscular strength um, i looked at a systematic review of six studies four on that took vitamin d3 two that took d2 and the studies time range anywhere from six weeks to four months, and the vitamin D levels were anywhere from 400 to 8,500 IU. So there's a wide range here. So like take this with a grain of salt, but I thought this was intriguing. Um, so the, one of them showed that the control group or the placebo group, and this is assuming I'm understanding, I, I, I've been, as I'm going through these, trying to understand how to read studies properly. So again, take it with a grain of salt. Um, the control group or the placebo group had no increase um, in overall strength, but the intervention group, the group that was supplemented with vitamin D, had an 18.75% increase. One thing to note, though, was they measured this by quad activation, and I, I, I think this, was, if I remember correctly when I read it, it was on leg press. Um, but this, this study, this particular study was, this one, was on ballet dancers, which I wanted to talk about because I know somebody who listens to the podcast occasionally who does ballet. So supplementing with vitamin D might be good. But as I was going through it, um, they noted that some of the, the, one of the study's strengths was that it was controlled for multivitamins, omegas, vitamin D, um, people who would go tanning, vacation. But one of the weaknesses behind it was they didn't actually test the vitamin D3 serum levels after or at the end of the study. They just measured the strength. So it kind of had some flaws in it, but it's something to go off of, right? So, you know, they noticed uh, uh, the, that the group that took vitamin D had an, and this one, this particular study was one of the ones that took vitamin D3, um, had an 18.75% increase in quad contractions. And, uh, there you go, right? So, oh wait, hold on. I think I'm gonna skip something. Okay, so another study, and this one I didn't get much information out of, but what it should, no, I'm sorry. So the ballet dancer one had nothing to do with leg press. I think it was just in quad contractions, generally speaking. This one showed an 8%, the second one showed an 8% increase in muscular recovery. So it's a little bit different, not necessarily strength, but again, my overall arching point here was that it has a positive effect on, well, I did say muscular strength, didn't I? I meant overall muscular health, right? So 
the second study showed an 8% increase in mus muscular, sorry, again, I'm having a hard time speaking today, uh, recovery. And this was the one that was demonstrated on leg press. The next study, or I'm sorry, the next two studies were the ones with vitamin D2, and they showed no effect on muscular strength or recovery. The next one I looked at was another one where they supplemented with vitamin D3, and this one showed an increase on bench one rep max on average from six to nine and a half kilos. And I'm pretty sure I actually talked about this on my Instagram story because this was so fascinating. That I was like, wait, I gotta share this now. Again, nothing set in stone. I don't have the full details. Um, I don't even know if they were supplementing before the study took place. So there's a lot of factors I don't know, but it, the thing is it just, when I'm sharing these studies, it's kind of like this is very intriguing and it sounds promising. Maybe something worth looking into, guys. Um, I couldn't find the last one. So just to recap, one of the studies showed um, an 18.75% increase on quad contraction in ballet dancers. The second one I looked at showed an 8% increase on muscle recovery from leg press. Um, the two vitamin D2 studies show no effect on muscular strength or recovery. And then the last one I found in this uh, systematic review showed an average of six to nine and a half kilos on the one rep max on a bench press. And I think that sounds pretty promising from a muscular strength and recovery standpoint, right? I mean, that's just, that's just my opinion. So there's another factor. So, so far we have the importance of vitamin D3 for calcium absorption, which does affect muscle contractions. Calcium is actually, fun fact for you guys, one of the electrolytes everyone's always talking about. Most people, I don't I don't know if, if people actually know all the electrolytes or what they are. Like sodium, everyone demonizes salt, but it's like sodium is important. It's an important electrolyte. We need it. So like, don't, don't do that. Understand that. Next up, we have how... Vitamin D actually supports a healthy immune system. And this is probably where the um, vitamin D levels and that, that correlation between that and COVID actually come into play. So um, yeah, like I said, the vitamin D supports a healthy immune system. Among other things, uh, when it comes to the immune system, cells from the immune system actually contain the proper structure or, or um, the proper mechanisms to convert the form of vitamin D we get from the sun or food, supplements, et cetera, um, into the hormone that we need within our body. So the immune system has what is necessary to take cholecalciferol, what we take in a supplement form we get from the sun, and convert it into that hormone calciferol in the body. Or I'm sorry, this is this is the first part. There's like a four-part conversion process when it comes to... Um, vitamin D. The last one is the hormone. I apologize. So how it actually works is we consume or ingest or whatever the case may be, the cholecalciferol from us, what, 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 wherever you're getting it, it doesn't matter. It then goes to the gut, converts into the gut, to the, in the gut, <laughs> sorry, in the gut. It goes to the gut, converts there. And if you guys remember, if you listen to the podcast on um, the gut microbiome, you know that 70% of uh, our immune system lies within our gut lining. So the majority of our, our immune system is in the gut lining. So it makes sense that it would go into the gut and the gut or the immune system there would then convert cholecalciferol to calciferol. And then from there it goes to the liver and converts into 
calcitol. I think I'm saying that one right. Um, and from there, it converts into that hormone that we discussed in the beginning, and it stores in the blood all around the body and can last in the body for weeks to months. Depends on the person. If you ever actually want to know, you should get a blood test done. Um, yeah. So again, yeah, that's why it's so important because if we don't have a healthy immune system, how can the cells in the immune system convert what we need, what, like that, that base level form, cholecalciferol, into the hormone that we actually need within our body? So ask yourself, like, why does the immune system have the quote unquote equipment to convert vitamin D3? It just kind of goes to show how much they're, they, they should be coexisting together, adequate vitamin D levels and a, and a healthy immune system. So why is all that important to understand? Well, because the vitamin D3 conversion or the mechanisms are all vital for promoting um, anti, 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 how do you guys say anti, I guess it would be anti, antimicrobial responses or defense responses to pathogens. Okay, so let me, I'm going to take a step back and say that all again. So why is it important to understand how the immune system plays a role in vitamin D3? Because the conversion of vitamin D3, that mechanism that converts it in the immune system is vital or important for promoting antimicrobial responses to pathogens. So what that means is it is vital or important for promoting the defense response to things like viruses, now it all makes sense, bacteria, fungi, etc. It's also responsible for regulating maturation of antigen presenting dendritic cells. So when I when I found this, I'm like, what does all that mean? What what is an antigen presenting dendritic cell? It sounds fancy. So these cells are actually important because they induce the activation of resting T cells. Now, you know, a lot of all this research it's just, it kind of it's kind of funny how I've come across so much stuff about the immune system and haven't actually done an episode on the immune system. But if you listen to the meditation episode, then you'll remember I kind of broke down the immune system a little bit. And T cells are like the soldiers that go out to kill the invaders in our body. So if we don't have vitamin like adequate vitamin D levels and they can't that mechanism that converts vitamin D in the immune system isn't present, it's not doing its job, then the promoting of that defense response to pathogens may not be there. And then reg that, that regulation of the maturation of those anti-presenting dendritic cells, those cells that actually induce activation of the T cells, the T cells being the ones that kill the foreign invaders, they won't be there because we're not getting vitamin D because again, vitamin D, that conversion process in the immune system is what sparks these responses. Isn't that crazy to think about? And guys, I'm actually coming up on a half an hour here, so I'm gonna finish this section. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna break this up into two, two episodes, because I still have a lot more I want to cover. Because there's some fascinating stuff about this. Okay, so um, <clears throat> to prove this point a bit further, one study out of the British Medical Journal, and this is from February 2017, so prior to COVID. Um, was a, it was a systematic review or a meta-analysis. I don't know if they're the same thing or different, um, but it, they looked at 25 studies, over 11,000 people, and their age range was anywhere from zero to 95 years old, and 
they found that adequate vitamin D levels protected against acute respiratory tract infections. So again, a systematic review of 25 studies, over 11,000 people, age ranges, zero to 95, found that, I, th I think when supplementing with vitamin D, if I remember correctly off the top of my head, they, that it protected against acute respiratory tract infections. Again, I'm not saying that this is gonna save your life. What I'm saying is this, this is interesting as fuck. Why isn't anybody talking about vitamin D more? Why? Can someone tell me, please? Because I want to know. Okay, so I am going to wrap the episode up there because, again, I didn't realize we're on a, going on a half an hour here. I don't want this to be an hour long. Um, unless you guys, like, let me know going forward if you like hour-long episodes. Like, what's the time length you like? I think I've been hovering anywhere from, like, 20 to 35 minutes, and I really wanted to keep it under 25, but... I also don't know. What do you guys want to hear more of? Let me know how long you like the episodes, if you want them to be longer, shorter, or if you like a, um, a combination of the two. Um, yeah, let me know because it will help me. Oh, shizzle my nizzle. Um, yeah, so the next, the second part of this, we're going to talk about the actual conversion in the hormone and what it does. Um, vitamin D and depression. And another fun fact I found out um, that I didn't go too too into because it just I, I don't think it's worth looking into that much and then um, talk about some of the tolerable up intakes um, and I will uh, share I'll actually share a little bit of my experience with it because there's some weird things I've noticed about myself since supplementing with vitamin D all right guys so if you took anything from this episode I encourage you to do your own research for sure, because this stuff is so interesting. Um, vitamin D seems way more important than anybody actually, or not, I shouldn't say anybody, but a lot of people realize it, it really does. I mean, if you if you th like really, really think about this, we were put here by something or someone or wh whatever you choose to believe in, right? We're put here, universe, God, whatever you choose, right? Then there's this magnificent thing called the sun that just generates a tremendous amount of energy and just throws it at us. And our, our body absorbs that and converts it into this crazy hormone that is going, you're gonna learn more about it in the next episode. I don't know, it just is like, it kind of makes sense when you actually really think about it on a level like that. Anyway, guys, if you took anything from this episode, please do more research. Um, let me know what you wanna hear more of. Let me know how long you like the episodes. If, if this really was informational, if you really took something from this, like if you, want to keep learning more, please leave a rate and review on iTunes. Um, the reviews give people context as, as to why they should even listen to me. Like, why am I worth it? Um, the rates help grow the show. That stuff really does go a long way. Again, I, I, I've said this the last few episodes, I don't give a rat's ass about follower counts, the numbers that the rates and reviews say. All I care about is reaching more people and helping more people realize the potential that lies within themselves by taking care of their body and then fucking shit up. All right, guys, so rate, review, all that stuff. And I'll see you in part two. Peace.